You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad, Anna Tigre, my beautiful wife and co-host with me tonight. Tonight's show is brought to you by... <laughs> You're not going to forget tonight, not gonna right? not going to forget this time. He doesn't even let me say hello because he's like, oh, if I let her say I hello, I, I will forget. forget. I know I'm going to forget. Don't forget. Brought to you by blessedbodywear.com. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about Blessed Bodywear. I was I thinking know. about Susie, our sponsor. Well, we, Silver Bullet Anti-Aging, of there course. There you go. We talked at great length in our last episode about Susie Bell. Yes. So we'll just... Susie Bell at uh, silverbulletantiaging.com. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> <coughs> Check it out. <laughs> the kids went to bed late tonight. Kids went to bed very late. So they had a nap, which is always, it's a hard choice for me because like today, the kids everybody the was overtired. Uh-huh. The kids weren't the only one that had naps. Everybody had a nap. Everybody What's had a nap. What's with this? We got into it. We're, we're, we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about habits. Mm-hmm. And and we've gotten into this habit mm-hmm. of staying up. I mean, we put the kids to bed typically at 8.30 and we're in bed. Eight, yeah. Okay, eight then. Yeah. And we're in bed, you know, not <laughs> that far after, maybe nine. Right. And, uh, you know, we have a visit and decompress and watch a little TV and get a nice decent night's sleep we're up at you know 5 30 in the morning and right and we're not doing that anymore we're going to bed at one o'clock and i i i don't know we we were doing great with that and i was feeling amazing with our Whose routine fault is it anna yes exactly let's get down let's to get the down bottom to the bottom the this. most important thing is whose <laughs> fault is it because once you know whose fault it is you know, everything changes. Right? I wonder if it, if it was because I got sick and when you're sick, you sleep during the day and then your your sleep patterns change. I don't know. No, I know for me what it was. I had a couple nights here that I worked till like one or two in the morning. Yeah. Because we had some pressing stuff. Then it's your fault then. Oh, yeah. But now that we know that, <laughs> we know who to blame and we can feel good about ourselves. It's incredible. We just, how we're, 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 this is an inside joke, you guys, because we just had this discussion last night. Right. As we were staying up late yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to discuss this. But, um, you know, the pointlessness of the fault, the, the utter pointlessness, point, point, pointlessness what, what, what? <laughs> of finding fault. But it seems to be a, a, a common thing amongst people. It's it's um um well you human, did this you did this well, you did this nature. and you did this you know? human nature because you see our, our kids little 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 kids I just kids. think it's such a like it's such an utterly and ridiculous waste of time it is because it doesn't fix anything yet well you know whose fault it is and <laughs> and my belief has always been and actually I read a book on this mm-hmm. and it validated everything that I felt and believed. So but, you're right. <laughs> so I know I'm right <laughs> and you're wrong. Yeah. No, but it was uh, Jocko Wilk wrote a book uh, as ex Navy SEAL commander, wrote a book about called extreme ownership. Mm-hmm. And basically the premise is, and it, it's always been this, this is what I basically raised myself believing is that if everything is somebody else's fault, you know, you have no control over it. You have no control over it. If it's your fault, 
if you take responsibility, now you can fix it. Okay. Mm-hmm. If there's a bag in the middle of the floor and I go, that bag's in the middle of the floor and I don't want it there, I'm going to move it. You just go over, pick it up and move it. Mm-hmm. If you spend the day calling everybody and texting everybody in the house and going, why is this bag here? And when are you going to move it? Now I've got to sit there and stare at this bag and wait for somebody else to move it. Yep. And so my day gets ruined. Yeah. Their day doesn't get ruined. And, and I mean, that's a an analogy, a metaphor, but... Mm-hmm. But be it a bag or be it anything else, right? A problem. Yeah, if you just if it's yours, you know, it's just own it. You know, if it's yours. You can fix it if it's not. And so why, why, what do you accomplish? Rhetorical question. Yep. What do you accomplish by finding whose fault something is? And my argument is this, and uh, and this was just in <clears throat> a former employer had a habit of being satisfied with whose fault it was, and then you fire that person. Right. And, and I remember one specific incident where, and I said, no, I says it's a chain of events mm-hmm. are responsible for something occurring. And if you investigate and understand the chain of events, you understand what you can fix so it doesn't happen again. Yep. Firing somebody doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. Which he did. And it turned out uh, there were five different things that needed to get fixed. Four of those things were things that we as a company were doing. Right. That that contributed to the problem occurring. Right. And uh, and so it absolutely would have, would have just repeated itself over and over. We'd just be going through people and firing and ruining their lives. Right. Uh, because, you know, we're not doing what we need to do. Yep. And the minute we did, the problem got fixed. Yep. You know what I mean? So so that's, uh, I, I see zero value in finding fault. Yes. How do you feel? I agree. Uh, honestly, um, I and grew finding up. Fault, finding fault, what goes hand in hand with that is defensiveness. And that was our conversation last night. Mm-hmm. But some people are just raised that way. I think I was, and I think that's why I saw the lunacy in it. Is it's just, okay, so what have you just accomplished? And how does anything get better? Yeah. You know? Well, I, I, I think this. I think I was raised... Um, I want to know what you think. In a... <laughs> I was raised in a family that we, it, it was always about finding fault mm-hmm. and that never did accomplish anything. But you do um, get in the habit of defending yourself because you don't want to be the one at fault. Like that's just a normal reaction, you know? Um, and so it's, uh, and and I think that is something that it, it comes way more natural to any humans it just it's a default thing you know um, just like sharing is something that you have to teach a child you know you, you also have to teach that and so it took me a long time to to see it differently and to see how but you know you have to be in a partnership with somebody that sees it the same way if that mm-hmm. person doesn't it's a lot harder to change you can you can still change it you know and just not take it not own it whatever that person is saying but it's going to be harder most definitely so that you know since we've been together we've worked a lot on that and you know and, and i think that i mean anybody like on a good day you can truly do it when people are triggered by um situations that remind them of something that has happened in the past or you know whatever it is 
You and, get blamed for somebody else's transgressions. No, what it is is you go into that mode that if your mode is being aggressive, if your mode is being defensive, mm -hmm. if your mode is whatever that default is, you tend to go back to that. And so it's something that, that you and I both work on because... I'm better at it than you are. <laughs> <laughs> You've yeah. come up short. I'm glad that you're laughing. <laughs> so, I mean, this is what I... <laughs> Listen, God has a really interesting way to humble ourselves. And you always say, you know, he nudges you. And then he <laughs> well, he whispers, he whispers, he'll tap you on the shoulder, then he'll get a little louder, and then, then he'll just hit you with the two by four. Yeah, I always and the two by four comes. And, and I prefer the two by four approach. Yeah. <laughs> so history would tell us. You did for I a did long for time. for a long time, yes. And then you got tired of the two by four. I'm proud to listen. And, you know, I, I'm the same way. Um, we feel like we can control things, um, outcomes, we can control our, our own lives, we can control what's going to happen in the future, and, and we can't, we can't control anything. No. And so, you know, it, when, to me, as I got deeper in my faith and, and knowing, understanding God and what he wants for us and from us, um, I stop wasting time trying to defend myself and my actions or my my thoughts or you know and I started to stop and say okay what should I change you know to make this better I, I think that's one of those things now that you're mentioning that <clears throat> that that in itself is a, is a challenge. And that in itself can be very discouraging because when you start to look, when you start to self-evaluate, and we do this exercise of a book that I read a long time ago where we'll sit and we'll say, okay, how did I do today as a husband? How right. did we do as a wife? How did we do as parents? And we especially started this self-evaluation thing on a daily basis with kids. Right. And that is our habit now is we're always looking at how we did with our it's kids. It's so interesting. That, <laughs> as a side note, mm -hmm. I was just chatting with a friend that you know to me like she is my hero she has five biological kids she's adopting two and you know she was telling me and they have great faith and like that but she was telling me of all the ways she comes up short as a mother mm -hmm. you know they they homeschool their all their kids like and she's my example and it finally dawned on me like if you care if you truly care as a as a as a wife or as a mother as a daughter or as a as a christian mm -hmm. you're always going to feel like you're coming up short because and, nobody's perfect and see i like to look at it another way because because you're right and and let's just talk about christianity in itself okay we're supposed to be christ-like we're supposed to be without sin and, but but we can but never Jesus, be but we will never be right We'll never reach that. There'll never be a day. There'll never be a point in time when we reach that level of perfection. But we're supposed to strive for that. Right. But God knew we were going to fail at right. it. Right. So he gave us Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins so we would be forgiven. So we have And so grace. the thing of it is yeah. what it is then is it becomes okay. The, 
the the goal then is to be Christ-like, knowing we're going to fail. Right. And so life then becomes the journey, not the destination. Sure. Right? And so I look at this the same way. I look at the parenting thing and I go, okay. Uh, and, and of course, I got more of a analytical mind probably than than some <laughs> not pointing fingers but i look at it and i go okay i wonder why you see here's that. the parameters that we're working within i'm never going to be a perfect parent i'm going to screw up every day i'm going to do something wrong every day right something i could do better every day right and so let's pick out what i can do better today and if there's 10 things don't get overwhelmed by 10 just pick the, fo- the first most important one and fix right. that one right and then if I get that done, pick the next one, the next priority one. And so and so that's basically how I look at it is, okay, I've got a list of stuff to do today. Mm-hmm. And I like having a list. Of, imagine getting up and having absolutely nothing to do. And it sounds like a whole lot of fun. <laughs> try it sometime. Right. And, and try it for like a month. Right. You know, and see how it feels. And you get depressed. It's horrible. It's horrible. I, We're creatures that need to do something. You know, just made me think of something earlier today. I uh, I was doing something for the kids. There, the three of them are sitting at the table, and then I was doing something, and I'm like, "Okay, you guys, I'm I'm gonna be right back." So I came to the other room, to the office, and I just took a deep breath and said a prayer. I was extremely tired this morning. Hence, everybody had a nap today. <laughs> and then I went back to, to the kitchen and Emma was like, Mommy, where did you go? And Kaden said, she went to get some patience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, well, you know what? Nailed it. Nailed it. But you know what? I have learned that sometimes I need to step well, it's out. Better to do that than stand there and blast them, right? Exactly. And so, and so this is the thing. My going back to what I was saying is, I just look at I've got a list of things to do today. Yeah. I don't beat myself up because I've got a list of things to do, right? Things that I can work on and improve. So I've got some business things I can do better. I've got some fitness things. I've got some husband things, some man things, some father things, and it's like, <clears throat> okay, let's tackle this. Yeah, You know, and you just take on the list. There's days that we just, you know, Sundays, we try to make those a day of rest, right? Yeah. We try not to work. A, and day we just try a, to, a day of no improvements. Yeah. And if I'm just feeling overwhelmed, if I'm sick or something like that, I just don't, you know, I don't, I've been working on this every day. You know, I can take a day off. Yeah. You know, if I feel overwhelmed or something like that, I don't put that pressure on myself. But if I'm feeling otherwise fine, you know, okay, I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better husband because reward of that. Well, first of all, that's as Christians that we're supposed to do that. Right. But the other side of it is, is life gets better. Yes. And the priorities, you know, pretty soon you run out of great big things and it's now you're just fixing minor, minor details. Yep. Uh, you know, that are just going to make your life just, you know, 1% better or whatever, but at least it's improving all the time. And that's the reward. If you do that thing, yep. your life gets better. Absolutely. You know, so to look at it and go like, oh, you know, I've got 10 things to do. I'm a disaster. No, you're a human being. Right. You know, and if you do one of those things today, tomorrow you got nine. That, that and, and you has just been. Work on it. Right. But, but stop beating yourself up. And the whole defensive thing, somewhere along the line, somebody lied to you <clears throat> and said something was your fault. So therefore, you don't measure up and you don't belong here. Right. But that's not true. 
we, you know, you, everybody screws up and, and there's things like, okay, like, like in our household here, you know, I, I was raised clean when I was two years old, I was cleaning house. You know what I mean? You weren't raised that way. You were raised in a very affluent family and that was not something you did. There was people that were hired to do that. And so you didn't learn that until later in life. And so you're very good at keeping the house clean. But if we're going to have a contest, I'm going to win it every time because I'll do it way cleaner and way more organized in a fraction of the time. We have a contest on table manners. You're going to win (laughs) every time. See, glad we don't have contests here. I know this, this well, that's cough. Just it. This cough is just driving me nuts. But anyway, the that's the thing, though. But there's things that you do well. I have well. skills that are not useful right, right. now. Last <laughs> night, we thought we heard a bump on the wall. I'm out there, you know, I'm ready to, you know, I'm out there, commando man, you know, going to take on whoever this violator is. Well, it turned out it was Annie in the bathroom. I didn't know that, but. <laughs> I, I bumped into, you but, closed that door and we never closed. So I'm walking, it's really dark and bam, I bumped oh, right really? into the door. You didn't yet. tell me what happened. Okay, so anyway, but I'm outside, you know, right. I'm loaded for bear, you know, I've got my mag, and, and that's just it. I know where my gun is, I know where my mags are, I know where my asp is, I know where my, my baton, I know. And I'm out there and I'm ready to take on this threat, right? <laughs> well, the thing of it is, is you're not going to go out there. That's not what you do. Right. You know, and, 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 and there's things that you like, you're an incredible, incredible mom. You know, the kids don't pay attention to me. Like if I say, don't do that, you know, they listen to you a lot quicker. You know what I mean? Than they do me. I do other things with them. Yeah. You know, I play with them more and like that because you spend more time with them. There's, and so that's the, 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 instead of going and focusing on the things that we don't do well or that your partner doesn't do well, mm-hmm. what do they do really well? You know what I mean? I was talking to somebody, it's a young girl that wants to be a cop and we were talking about being a policewoman, you know, because this girl's like 100 pounds soaking wet, right? Mm-hmm. And she's going to run into some, there's some things that she's not going to do very well on the job. But I recounted her some stories that, you know, I worked with a policewoman that was incredible, saved my bacon once, and not by throwing fists or wrestling anybody by the ground. She was pretty, and she went up, and she just talked to this guy, and just totally sweet-talked this guy into doing something that me and 10 other guys would have had to, you know, wrestle him down and, and hog tie him to, to you know. Right. And that's just it. You know, you, you focus on your strengths, the things that you do well. Focus on your partner's strengths, too. Yeah. You know, like how many years did I complain about, you know, well, the laundry's piling up and this is doing, you know, and, and you know what? If I just stop squawking, I walk over there and fold it. I'm going to get it folded in a few minutes and it's done. And I'll just, hey, you know, you do this over here because you're better at this. Because you want that hotel room spotless all the time because people are going to listen to this and they're going to think that our house is a no freaking it, my, mess. my grandmother my okay. grandmother our house is very clean i can assure you that yeah yeah no, and it's actually extremely uh put away for having three kids they we've had know guests here that that help us out and they'll like if they see laundry they'll fold laundry right <laughs> 
and I've gone into the closet and torn all those towels apart because they were folded the wrong way. If fo- there's a way to fold the towels where you the, see people, you fold it in half, you fold it in half again, and then you roll the left side over and then the right side on top. And if you do that consistently every time, the towels look exactly the same and they fit in the right spot. Yes. And blah blah blah. So I've gone in there because the towels are in backwards or upside down, and I just tear them all apart and fold them again. I know. Because that's what I do. But hey, if you want your towel closet, if you ever want to just open up your closet and look at your towels and feel good, you want me folding those towels, right? (laughs) So there's strengths there. So what it is, is I think, take your partner and focus on the strengths. And I think you always work on your weaknesses, but realize I'll never speak Portuguese like you do. I'll never speak Spanish like you do. I'll never learn languages as fast as you do. We were going to Italy once. You bought tickets years ago for us to go to Italy. And you picked up a book for two weeks and you knew enough Italian to get us everywhere we needed to go in Italy. And for me, I mean, it would take me years to learn that, you know? And so that, that's just it. We don't, I, I, I wasn't the one that was going to try to translate anything. You know, should I feel like less than? No. You know what I mean? Because there's other things that I do really well. Well, no, I agree. And, and I think this show is about to be... About one thing, but I think it's becoming another. It's but I become think it's, another thing. It's very useful. And it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's very useful because <clears throat> what you're bringing up now is is the reason why people, in my opinion, are not as happy as they could be in their relationships, and is because. It's so easy to focus on the things that are not how you would do them or how you would like them to be or, you know, so you're focused on the things that you wish were different with the person you're with and you're completely overlooking all of their strengths that you were attracted to in the first place. And that's the whole thing. I mean, that's what God teaches about gratitude as well, is that, you know, you go down that list, and, and I've done this with the kids, where they start squawking and complaining about this and that, about and they start picking other. on each other and stuff yeah. like that. And then the first thing I do is I say, okay, everybody quiet. Okay, Cole, what do you love about Cadence? Well, this. What do you love about Emma? Well, this. Okay, Emma, what do you love? And we just do that. Pretty soon they're... I don't have to chew anybody out. Yeah. I just, I just make them sit there and do that. Yeah. And when they do that, now they're all smiling and being nice to each other and playing again. And it, and with adults, it's the same thing. I've done that myself where I get down on somebody and it changes my whole perspective on them. And it might be like two or three things that I'm really focused on. Yep. But there's 90 other things that they do that are amazing. Absolutely. And if you focus on the amazing things, first of all, this is not, yes, they benefit from it, it helps you get through your day happy. Sure. Because what happens is instead of looking at the two things they didn't do that day, you're recognizing the hundred things that they did do that day that yep. made your life better. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's just it. And then, you know, in our faith, what we do is we thank God for that. You know, we right. grant, thank you for giving me a wife that likes to make the bed every morning because I want the bed made every morning. I like to make the bed every morning. You know, if I can't, well, you know, and, and thank you for a wife that, you know, likes to make sure that she does herself up and looks really good every day, you know, for me. So I can look at it and go like, wow, I got a beautiful wife, you know, and, and, uh, and you're an amazing cook and you're an incredible mom and you're, you know, a great businesswoman. And, 
uh, one of the things I love about you the most or appreciate about you the most is uh, your intelligence because you're a supremely intelligent human being. And so the conversations we have are never dull. I don't have to explain this anything. This show can go on all night. About <laughs> <laughs> how wonderful you are. And so there's a couple things that, you know, I wish would improve or have improved where, where, where they, you could work on a couple things. It, it's, you know, it's like. Like me, when I get up from the kitchen, I never push my chair back in. Never, yeah. So, you know, I work on that. Now, do I get it right a hundred times out of a hundred? No. Because I get up and kids want something and I'm going to get something for somebody and I leave my chair sitting out, right? And you always got to push it back in, you know? And before the kids, you were practicing for when we had them. And every morning I come into my <laughs> office and I pick up your coffee cup and your bowl of fruit. And Those are the things and they can drive you nuts. But, but I always don't say, anymore. No, but I always say this. If that person was no longer there, if they went to bed and never woke up mm -hmm. and then now they're gone you would miss those oh, things sure you'd miss those things but even more so i look at it i just rather than be annoyed by them while you're here it's just i just look at it and i if i'm looking at i can go down the list you're right i could be here all night talking about the things that i just admire and love about you and then i just look forward to and seeing i'm sure you, you I, could do like the you same walk with the, the dog and i literally sit here through my office window and i look out and i see you come up to walk away with the kids and i get excited because that's my wife i can't wait to see you. and then i see you and it's like, oh there she's so pretty you know and and that comes from just going down the laundry list every day of all the things I admire about you. And when I do that, just seeing you makes me feel better. Right. You know what I mean? I've been in situations where it's the other way around. Right. Couldn't you walk the dog a little longer? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and take the kids with yeah. you. But I don't feel that way. Yeah. Be Why? Because I actively choose to. Yeah. But it is the same. Get, I mean, have gratitude. Even with the kids, you know, they, um, our kids, um, they're all considered special needs from their trauma, from, you know, everything they've been through. And so each one of them, when they're triggered, they have a way to cope with it. And it's very understandable. But when you're trying to run a business and run a household and... No, when you're trying to just get out into the van and get going because right. you got to be somewhere in 10 minutes. And, you know, and they're all acting out their own way it can become very overwhelming. But when you really take a step back and you look at them for what it is and you you look at the million amazing, miraculous things that they are, that becomes so small mm -hmm. that well, like you... like Katie tonight, she's supposed to be settling down and she's running around like a jackrabbit. And you know what that told me? I just looked at her and thought, you know what? That kid is so happy right now. You know what? Let her run. And she's just run out of gas, you know right. what I mean? And so you're right. It's just, it's just, if you focus on the good things and I actively give thanks to God, yeah, I express my gratitude and I go down the list and it's very purposeful and, and it's just a habit that I've created rather than falling into a habit that I didn't create that makes me focus on the negative. Yeah. And so when I do, I get up every morning and I know there's going to be a coffee cup at my desk 
and I know there's going to be your purse will be here on the side of the thing, and I know your glasses will be here, at least one or two pairs, and I know I know what I'm going to see. And so all I do is, I, oh, get up, and, and I know, but the crazy thing is I used to be so annoyed by that. But I get up and I get to, and I go, wow. I'm not even going to blast you here on what you do. I'm going to be very gracious. (laughs) (laughs) Because you can't think of anything. I know. (laughs) That's not true. It's just because it's it's your little friends with your podcast. My little friends (laughs) with my little podcast. (laughs) Little. (laughs) So I'm not not even going to (coughs) say about, I love everything about you, honey. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. You did nothing See, and wrong. I forgive you for your lies. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no seriously, yeah, I pick yeah. up that purse yeah. and I just feel like, I feel like, oh, this is her purse, you know, and it's just uh, so nice. And I want to put it on her dresser for her so it's ready for her when she gets there. And I want to get these dishes into the sink and get them cleaned up and so she's having to deal with it. And I want to make her coffee. And like, I get excited about it because there's so much overwhelming positivity that the negative even can it's become a positive. It's a choice. Yeah. It's absolutely a choice. Um, but those I, are habits. They're things that we don't necessarily think about. They're things that you have to make yourself do. You have to make a conscious decision to do that at first. Yes. But you do it for a while and it just becomes habitual. Yes. But so do the bad things. Right. But the bad things, sometimes we don't control them and we don't necessarily put them there. Right. They might have been suggested by somebody or it's just, you know, it's just a negative thing that's there or yeah. some way we were raised. Yeah. But, you know, you have to, if you want to be happy, you have to develop. And this is my thing. You know, we, you and I talked, I, I was raised in Canada. You're raised in Brazil, come from two different, very different backgrounds. We come together and we're sharing a house together. Yep. Your habits and values are extremely different than my habits and values. Yep. You know what? If we lived on the same street, and we're raised in the same school doing the same things, your habits and mine are going to be different. Right. It's just the way it is, unless you're raised in the exact same home. Right. You know, and so the thing of it is, is that they're going to be different. And so in those differences, it's go, okay, do, do, you put the, do you put the handle of the fork in the dishwasher down or do you put it up? Right. Well, there's a great argument for both. Right. And you know what? I've and been having that. one f- of our arguments. And it's, been, it's been something we've been fighting over for 12 years. And you know what? A couple months ago, I just gave in. And I thought, you know what? This doesn't matter. If they're dirty, we'll just wash them again. And you know what? I'm going to put the handle up like Anna wants because she wants it up. And you know what? I like to have the handle down so the part that goes in your mouth is getting washed the best, yep. you know? And and so that you, you know, and all the big spoons are in one thing and the little spoons are in the next thing and they all got to be sorted out nice. So you just pick them up and put them in the drawer. It's real efficient yep. and like that. And Anna puts them down with the handle up because when i go get them and you i want to grab them by the handle and that makes perfectly good sense <laughs> and i grab them all at once and then i sort them out when i put it in the drawer. and see i just want to grab them out, set them in the drawer you see so so each makes sense and i thought you know what why put in your comments is this <laughs> you put your <laughs> handle up or that one? <laughs> is this something we need to fight over like is this uh, does this need to, we don't ever we never fought about no it, but does didn't. this need to be a a point of friction right you know and uh, and i gave in with the towels and i fold them yes. exactly how you love them yes right and they Cause, look beautiful because to me I taught Cole how to fold them the other day. <laughs> Cole is helping me. Cole is three years old and Cole is helping me fold sheets. Yes. He loves it. 
you know what? I am um, very diligent about teaching them because I, I, it was hard for me to learn all that later on because yeah. I've always had growing up somebody that did all that. And it, it yeah. wasn't that I didn't want to do it. I actually, you know, when you're little, you want to. It's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was just never some, you know, it was something that we didn't do. And later on, I didn't know how. And, you know, it gets intimidating and like that. I love a clean and organized house. And I've come a long way now. It's kind of like if it was just you and I, you and I right now, like it used to be, you know, it would be so easy. But, mm -hmm. you know, obviously. No, the, our house is cleaner and more organized with three little kids than it ever was when it was just you and I. That's true. Because you know? I was terrible at keeping the house. Well, it's just you never were motivated. And, you know, if it's dirty, why you just hire somebody to come clean it, right? And it's... It made per perfect, perfect sense. Perfect sense, yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, the, the whole point, uh, I guess, of this podcast, and we did kind of go in a different direction, but the whole point was a lot of these things are habits. And they're things that you, if you have the power to change. you get in the habit of nagging and uh, complaining... Yeah about the person you're with, mm -hmm. at, at at some point, you're going to believe that that's all there is there. Well, and, and you're going to start having second thoughts. And when you get into you're a stressful situation, happy. you're not trying to be creative about how to solve it. You just go back to what you know. Right. And so if you see something in your life that you don't like, that self-evaluation thing, yeah. put it on your list and say you want to change it. Habits. There's a book called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Um, you can get it at Amazon. I got it on Audible. Uh, but that book changed my life. Yeah, and because so it many really, people. It, it, and it wasn't like it was a shocking revelation. What it was is like. It just makes sense. Wow. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. All I got to do is do it. Because it was always all I used to. Well, this is the way I've been my whole life. You know, and mm -hmm. I just shut it off at that and never thought anymore about it. You know, well, this is the way I was raised. You know, like I'm honoring some great principle. Well, the thing of it is, is that. My grandmother, when she got married, she was in an 11 by 11 cabin with a straw bed. Right. You know, we live in a different world now. So none of that applies. Where you grew up in Brazil and I grew up in Canada, none of that applies. To, so we have to create our own culture here right. to suit the needs of our work, our schedule, and all of that other stuff that we do, our kids, everything. Yep. We have to create our own habits. And so you can actually actively do that. There's a way to do that. And when you understand what habits are and how your brain creates a habit you realize changing it is really a simple process mm -hmm. it takes some work but it's make very worth, worth it mm -hmm. but we have the power to change those things and make things better absolutely and that was the that was the whole that was the whole juice on the podcast you guys. <laughs> it took us 30 minutes to get there but that was it in a nutshell in one minute <laughs> thanks for listening everybody uh goodladunscripted.com I'm posting content almost every day there pretty much every day uh, so please uh, visit the site say hi there's a Facebook group please join that and join the conversation with us we'll be back in a couple days with another episode of Good Lad Unscripted the podcast I need a break baby